Welcome to the Platform Podcast, where we talk to coaches, athletes, experts, and real people to learn about their approaches to training, nutrition, mindset, and much more. I am your host, Jordan Kundi Wright, founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to remind you that registration is open for the second annual Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on October 22nd, hosted by our friends at the Athlete Lab here in Little Canada, Minnesota. Just like we did last year, we'll include an option for video submissions for participants who are unable to make the trip in person, and you'll be eligible for all of the same prizes as our in-person competitors. Just go to our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com for details. Now, my guest this week is Michelle Rains. She is a certified breathwork facilitator, entrepreneur, co-host of the Key Nutrition podcast, wife and mother of two. I was fortunate enough to be on the Key Nutrition podcast with Brad and Michelle, and I had her brother Brad on earlier. You should uh, listen to that episode. It's a really good story, but um, I connected with with Michelle when, when I learned that she was going to be getting her breathwork uh, certification because I am very interested in breathwork. And as you guys probably know, uh, breathing is incredibly important in kettlebell sport. So um, it it's it just seemed natural to me to, to have somebody come on that uh, is a breathwork uh, expert. And um, she really gets into how breathwork can be used to help you deal with personal trauma, get into your body, um, meditation. There, there are so many great benefits uh, to breath work. And uh, Michelle really, really is uh, a great resource on this topic and has used breath work to really change her life and repeat and repair some some past trauma that, that she's had in her life and deal with a lot of those issues. And um, I really found the the conversation very enjoyable. And um, we do a guided breath work towards the end of the episode. Um, so I hope you guys give that a shot. I know for some of you, if you're like me, you know, at one point in my life, I thought breath work was pretty woo woo. Um, I thought meditation was woo woo. I thought affirmations were kind of woo woo, you know, soft things. Um, but with all of those things, they're all things now that I do. <laughs> and they help me uh, with stress management. They can help you uh, in so many ways. So I would challenge you, uh, if you think it's woo-woo, it might be something you need to try. Give it a shot, come to it with an open mind uh, and see what happens. Maybe maybe you'll like it. And of course, if uh, you find it useful, you can always reach out to Michelle um, for more work. Um, she's at The Breath Within You on Instagram and uh, she was fantastic as a guest. So I really appreciated her coming on. So without further ado, Let's step onto the platform with Michelle Rains. All right, welcome into this week's episode of the Platform Podcast. I am incredibly excited to have on my guest, Michelle Rains. She is a certified breathwork facilitator, entrepreneur, co-host of the Key Nutrition Podcast, wife, mother of two, woman of many facets, a beautiful diamond. Um, so Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Jordan. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited too. So 
I I've been on the key nutrition podcast once yes. and I had, I had your brother on my podcast and he got to tell his story mm-hmm. um, a little bit earlier, which is of course, uh, for people that haven't heard, that's a, that's a pretty inspiring and kind of crazy story. But, um, I always like to ask guests, um, about their origin story. So give me, give me the Michelle Rains origin story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I, I, like you said, I'm a, I'm a mom. I am a wife. I am a new, I would like to say entrepreneur, right? So I'm just jumping into this entrepreneurial journey. Um, After COVID hit, like a lot of people kind of dissolved my uh, job actually at Key Nutrition, which my brother owns, um, being that we just kind of went a different direction. So um, I, finding myself in a position where I had been in the fitness field since 2015, So from 2015 to 2020, that's kind of all I knew. 2017, Key Nutrition, we opened that. And I started to put everything into Key Nutrition to building this business, right? Um, It was actually kind of funny that Brad and I, my brother Brad, uh, we decided to jump ship from a nutrition coaching company that was kind of falling apart due to, unfortunately, the owner had drug addiction mm-hmm. um, demons of his own. And we clearly recognized them being that Brad has has dealt with those demons. And I was the person witnessing. So I knew exactly what was going on. And we knew this, this company, unfortunately, was going downhill real quick. And at that time, I really was just, and I say just, but it, it was a really important job. I was the front desk person. And my paycheck stopped clearing. And so I had this leverage to be like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm walking away. Brad had a full clientele of clients. He couldn't just get up and walk away. Yeah. So um, I told him, hey, I'm out. I'm done. My paychecks aren't clearing. I can't do this. Um, It's giving me horrible PTSD from when you use drugs. Um, I've got to take myself out of the situation. So he said, well, what are you going to go back to? Now, Jordan, at this time in my life, I was a licensed cosmetologist, but had tried that on for size, hated it. So I gave that up. So I said, I'm going to go back to bartending, bartending. Nice. Right. Because it's what I knew. It's, it's something I knew. I knew I was good at. And the reason I was so good at it is because I loved connection with people. I knew that. Um, he said, no you're not going back to bartending. You're better than that. You go start doing the legwork. Let's open our own thing. You go find the place and we'll do this together. Um, so that's what I did in 2017. And I became, I got myself this title of COO of, of key nutrition. And I, it was a really big title, pretty much didn't know how to fill it. I literally started going to work every day, scrubbing floors, scrubbing out the fridge, taking out the garbage, because I had no clue what it meant to own a business, right? Well, very, very blessed Brad and I, the key nutrition name, the coaching, it grew really fast, really fast. So we started to hire nutrition coaches on, we became a team, we became a team really fast. And so I found myself really having to step into this role of like a leader. And it was really a, a foreign concept to me. Because up until then, I, I don't feel like I had really led it, a, a group of people. Like I hadn't really been looked at as a leader. So I, I started to really, really struggle with this imposter syndrome. I was just going to say that imposter syndrome had to be super loud. <laughs> so loud, so loud. Um, and anxiety 
was really, really prevalent. And the truth is I had dealt with anxiety. My very first panic attack was when I was 13 due to the loss of my grandmother. Mm. And I really had battled with that, but I had really gotten it kind of under control um, throughout my 20s, things like that via Western medicine, a lot of Western medicine, may I add too. Um, and not that Western medicine's bad, but I'm talking like would never give it a fair chance. And I jump ship to another one. And then I jump to this one. And, um, so I found myself in, in, in this role in life and going, how the hell do I run a business? It was very stressful, but I knew I loved it. I loved this feeling like a leader. I loved the connection with people. I was the, you know, the front end. So I was, when people came in, in person, I was who they saw. You know, people would start to say, you're the face of key nutrition. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, and I loved this connection I was having with people and working anyone out there listening, working for a sibling, traveling with a sibling, being in a podcast with a sibling. That's a lot of togetherness with a sibling. Yeah. Yeah. So as close as Brad and I were and are today, that relationship was kind of getting a little bit, um, strained due to all of that. Right. And yeah. so when COVID hit COVID is, you know, a very sad, it's a very real it's, but it was the, the biggest blessing for me because it was literally the only thing that literally stopped time, like stopped everything and made key nutrition, Brad and I pivot a different direction. So I find myself in April, no March of 2020, like a lot of people going, okay, so that's no longer who I am. I built this for three years, but it's no longer who I am. And a lot of me was that Jordan, like a lot mm. of me. Yeah. I had, um, I had put so much into that. My marriage was starting to fail because I had gotten so myopically focused on building this business and being this career woman and this business woman. And, um, at that point, uh, just th the anxiety was, it was there. It was there. It was really knocking at the door and I knew that I needed to start address it. So I was offered to go through a uh, nutrition certification program and become a nutrition coach at Key Nutrition. Now, the truth is being a nutrition coach never felt in alignment with me. It never felt like this is what I want to do. This is my next step. But I was scared. I was scared when I no longer had that income. I no longer had a job. And most of all, I lost a lot of who I was. Like I no longer had a purpose. I felt like, right. Mm. And so I went through the nutrition certification program. It was a weekend, a uh, very, very, very intense, long hours and came out on the other side. And all of a sudden everyone's calling me a nutrition coach. And I was like, no, that it still doesn't feel right. <laughs> still that right this we, dress we get, doesn't fit <laughs> yeah th exactly right oh this hat no I don't like it and it's crazy because so many of us go through these certifications and we come out on the other end and we're like cool we're this we're this right yeah and I started to coach I started to get clients which I am very blessed to have the platform of the key nutrition podcast that I started to get clients pretty quick and um became very, very, um, aware of my binge eating disorder when I was nutrition coaching. So really starting to really feel that imposter when I'm helping people become healthier and behind closed doors, I'm binge eating. Um, 
So it just really didn't fit. It just was, it was like, I was constantly trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole of just like, this is so uncomfortable. Like I, but I loved so much this, this helping others. Like I loved helping them feel their best. And so I knew there was something to this. And so that was in 2020. So back up just a little ways into December of 2019. And this is truly when breathwork found me. I did not go looking for it. Breathwork totally found me. And in the way that it found me was as a team, as a key nutrition team. So myself, Brad, the owner, and the nutrition coaches, we all went away between Christmas and New Year's. We went to San Diego in 2019 and Brad had me do the whole itinerary, you know, being the COO, I did the itinerary, I planned everything. And as I was typing up the itinerary, I came to Saturday and from one to four, we were doing breath work. Hell to the no, I was not doing breath work. No. <laughs> Uh, you want me to sit still and do nothing but breathe? Have you been feel, alone in my head? my emotions? No, thanks. No. So I remember that so clear. I remember going, we're going to do breath work. Like what, first of all, I'm going, what's happened to my brother? Like what, why breath work? Like, isn't that kind of like Femi, right? <laughs> and so Saturday came, we're at the retreat and Saturday comes and I said, Hey, you know how we have that nice dinner tonight? I totally didn't bring shoes. I know I got to go get shoes. So I think the perfect time is during this, this three hour window of breath work. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. He looks at me and he says, I paid a lot of money for her to come. She's a very, very known facilitator. A lot of people respect her. Like, can you just listen to what she has to say? And I said, yeah, okay, I will. I will. I will. I will listen to it. But what I'm going to tell you is I'm not going to lay here and like do any weird, like seance breath stuff and like start to feel my emotions and cry with everybody. <laughs> okay. So I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he just sure. I'm sure he recognized that type of behavior before. I'm sure he's oh. demonstrated that behavior oh. himself before. <laughs> Yes, you are exactly correct. So he, you know, gives me a good eye roll, says you're being ridiculous. Um, that's not what it is. Just give it a chance. So she shows up at the house. I open the front door. There she stands with seven yoga mats. And I'm like, here we go. This is where we're all going to lay down and get really weird on the yoga mats. <laughs> and long story short of that day, she begins to really, really talk to us about our bodies and how as a society, we have disconnected from our bodies and how we are in such a stressful society. And this is before the pandemic, this is in 2019 and talking to us about how we start to disconnect and we disassociate from our bodies and our bodies are almost like this thing we're looking at from across the room and we're picking it apart and we're going, I don't like that. And I don't like that. Oh I, yeah. I don't like that. And we're in a culture that is such a dieting culture that we are, um, we're not even listening to hunger cues. We're not listening to anything that has to do with our bodies anymore. We almost have like our mental side. And then we're looking from a distance at our bodies. And I started to go, okay, okay. I hear you. I hear you. And then she brought up the word who in here is anxious. And I'm like, Brad has talked to her. Brad told her, Brad told her to say this. <laughs> I've, I've totally been sold out. Yeah. I've totally, totally. And I'm like this, like 
hand raise of like, I, I felt it a, just a little bit. And I'm just like a little bit. And she's like, who here is, um, feels like they aren't permission to feel their emotions. And I realized at that time in December of 2019, I did not remember the last time that I cried, that I shed a tear. I could not remember. And I started to realize that actually wasn't totally the norm. Like, and I started to think, okay, I think I do maybe need this. Like, and she started to talk about how when we lay down and we start to breathe, if you don't feel safe, if you feel like you're making a connection with your body that doesn't feel safe, stop the breath. There's the front door. You can walk outside. So as soon as I got that permission to like leave and not have to do the thing, I was like, okay, okay, I'll give this, I'll give this a shot. And what I can tell you is that I laid down and I started to breathe. And this woman held such a sacred and safe space to continue doing this breath pattern as my mind is literally telling me, this is a little bit silly. Like you can ditch out on this anytime you want. Okay. Tonight for dinner, do you have the reservations made? Do you did, 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 did. I'm like, you know, all in my mind. Did, 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 did. And she kept saying, push past the limits of the mind, push past the limits of the mind, drop into the body, drop into your body. And I realized I was having such a hard time because my body was not safe. I realized that I had disassociated for so many years, so many years from my body that I didn't even know how to make the connection. And we breathed and we breathed and we breathed. And when we came out of it, we had breathed for 52 minutes and it felt like maybe 15 minutes. And I cried and I felt, and the very first time in, at the time I was 37, it was the first time that I felt what it felt like to actually fill my heart space to actually feel that space in your body that holds so much wisdom and so much love. And this like magnetic feeling of connecting to these other individuals that I was laying there breathing with. And so from there, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I will definitely be more open to this because for the first time in a long time, I had felt relaxed. I had felt free and permission to feel my emotions. I had felt immense sadness, but I had also on the other side felt such joy and bliss when I came out of it. Mm. And fast forward again to 2020, my life kind of feels like here I am nutrition coaching. This doesn't feel right. I'm binge eating. I'm disassociating again from my body. What am I meant to do? What am I meant to do in this world? I, I ha have two beautiful children and I knew one of my purposes is to be a mom. I know that hands down but I also knew that there was more for me. I, I could feel it. I could feel this like tangible pull of you are supposed to help people. And my husband said, if you want to give up nutrition coaching, you can, because there's something bigger for you. And I said, what, what, like, what else is there for me? I've tried cosmetology. I hated it. I've done bartending. I'm not going back to that. I've now done nutrition coaching. Don't like that. I was a COO that got pulled from me. Like I, what, what is there for like, what? And he said, there's something, there's something. If you, if you allow yourself to totally open, open to receive. And so I did that from about November of 2020 till the first part of 2021. And 
found myself in April of 2021 signing up for a large ticket item to become a breathwork facilitator. And I didn't know, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. Great. I'm going to teach people to breathe. I mean, you should hear my kids rattle me about it, right? <laughs> You're going to teach me something my, to do what my brain does on its own. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm always long-winded about that because there's kind of a lot that goes into it of like, this oh, and there's still so much pull. to unpack in there too. Yeah. There's, there's so many things. I have so many follow-up questions, but I really yeah, want to, awesome. let you, yes. to let you talk. So Amazing. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for sharing that first of all, because that's, I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy to go, to go through all of that and to through the, these moments of epiphany, you know, but um, I want to, I want to pull on the thread first of, of um, you said you disassociated from, from your body. Um, when did that start happening for you? Like, and, and do you, you've, you've obviously reflected on a lot. Do you, do you have a sense of, of when and why that, that started to happen? Mm, I love that you asked this because just last night I did a journal prompt of when and where did I start to disassociate from my body? When did this happen? Um, and it happened as young as elementary school. What happened was I was one of those females that I developed really early, really mm -hmm. fast, really early. So my, I got height, and I went through puberty really young. So I felt super alone when that happened because everyone around me, at least my group of friends, that wasn't happening. So things were happening to my body. You know, any female listeners out there understand what I'm talking about. You start to get the boobs, you start to like your height, you get height and you just kind of feel big yeah. as a, you know, and, and I, and I hate to like direct it towards females, but as females, we don't like that. We, we just, well, and you don't, you don't have social permission to be large in our society. No. I mean, so, so that's, right. I mean, that, you, you already are, have been conditioned, whether you realize it or not to feel like you're not allowed to take up more than your fair share of space as a female, you know, yes. more than, more than the socially acceptable amount yes. of space. <laughs> right. Right. And, and I, and keep in mind, I am the only girl, I have four brothers. So I don't even have like a, a sister or a female in my house that I can compare, like, what's happening. Right. So I was just very quietly, um, very, very, um, mad at my body at that mm. young. I was just mm. mad that I was getting this, these things that other people weren't, that I was getting tall. Um, and so I just remember trying to hide my body that young. I was, I was really reflecting back on it. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'd wear really big shirts and I would really try to hide behind things. And I got made fun of. I, I do remember one instance where these two boys um, made fun of me. They made fun of me that I was the, um, the behemoth is what they called me. Mm. Um, and so I started to really just think my body wasn't safe. And then as years went on, I um, took my first drink of alcohol at 15. Now, again, my brother, yes, he's an addict alcoholic. I fortunately, I don't think I got the, the degree that he did, but at 15, I drank. And I remember feeling this feeling of, oh my gosh, I can like dance and not care mm. what people think. And I can get so, you know, it yeah. felt so liberating when really it wasn't, it, you know, it was, it was a, um, another one of my masks. It was numbing. Too. Yeah. It was numbing. Yeah. yeah. And so started to do that, you know, drinking and stuff through there. And then into my twenties, um, you know, not something I'm proud of, but it is part of my story that just, I really became like, promiscuity became part of my story and, um, put myself in some rather gnarly situations that today I'm thankful that I have modalities that I can heal from, um, my past. Um, but I really started to use my body in ways that 
were just um, really destructive. Mm. And I, I, I was very reckless, um, you know, and ended up 24 years old, pregnant with um, my daughter, which is, she's my biggest blessing, but, um, and the biological dad was gone. And it was kind of a wake up call for me when that happened of, you know, okay, I, I've, I've got to, I, I've got to reconnect with my body. Like I, this is not okay. Like, especially being pregnant, like I've got to reconnect mm. with my body. I've got to nurture my body. I've got to love my body because I've got this baby inside of it. And so that was, that was some of my turning point was there of starting to associate back with my body, but really just into my late thirties is when I found breath work is when I was really able to take it to depth of like healing through the power of my own breath. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Platform Podcast. We'll get back to it in just a minute. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you that I am incredibly grateful that you listened to this podcast. And the best way you could support me is to go register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on October 22nd, and maybe tell a friend or two. Just go to our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com for details. If you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice and support my work by supporting our sponsors, whose affiliate links you'll find in episode notes. And of course, if you want help reaching your goals without wasting time, please fill out the coaching interest form linked in the show notes. I help athletes of all levels using my integrated coaching approach. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the episode. Nice. Um, so question on the, when you were, when you were going through the, through the phase where you were, you were drinking and, 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 and then later on in college, how did that dovetail with what was going on with, with Brad? And I'm, 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 is there, is there a connection to, to uh, his story, to his story as well? Yeah. I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Yes. So Brad is three years younger than me and he and I have always been the closest siblings. So we have, I have three older brothers and then Brad's the baby. And my three older siblings are really close in age. And then there's a gap and then there's me and then there's Brad. And so we've always been really close. And so when Brad started to use drugs, I was in my like, well, okay. When it came out that it was like a problem, Brad was 18. So I was like 21. Hmm. And, um, I just remember the first time we got him into his first rehab, we were like, oh my gosh, wash our hands. This is great. He's fixed. This is amazing. And it wasn't, it was a decade. It was a decade of Brad using drugs. And so when he was causing such destruction in our family, just so much chaos, um, so much turmoil, so much um, just really scary, scary moments, episodes of, you know, overdosing. And um, I really started to tried to distance myself from what was going on so that, and, and I always tell people this, I got to a point where I would not have a relationship with him because I didn't want to be sad when he died. When I heard that he had yeah. passed away, you were, you were protecting yourself from that pain. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, at that point, 
as far as like connecting and not connecting with my body, I was so numb. I was so incredibly numb. Um, I would do things like restricting my food and that had nothing to do with Brad, but it had to do with, I had to control something. I couldn't control him, but yeah. I could control my food intake. So I start, I, I remember that really, oh my gosh, I remember what I would eat on a daily basis. And I was just like, but I have control of it, but I have control of it. Hmm. And so I started to do destructive things like that with my body. Um, and that was really honestly, when my, when I was being promiscuous and I was going into situations that I think back to now that I just, I, I weren't safe, weren't safe, but I just, it's like, I had this lack of give a crap, um, because I was so disconnected from my body, like, mm -hmm. um, and the anxiety was so bad. It was so bad. It was 24 seven. He was causing chaos at 3 AM. He was causing chaos at chaos at 3 PM. It was constant that my anxiety was so strong and I had zero tools at that time. I keep in mind, keep in mm -hmm. mind, this is, you know, 15 years ago, I had zero tools except for per, uh, Xanax. I'll just say it. Like I didn't know how else. So I would numb with yeah. that and not to a point of like not healthy, but like just to a point where I'm like, I don't want to feel this. So take a pill. I don't. And, want to and at that point, at that point in your life, would, would you, would you yourself have even labeled it as anxiety or had, or would like, had you, had you, had you accepted that that was, that that was part of, part of your existence was, was, was needing to manage your anxiety or was that, or was that, were you not there yet? I don't even think I was there yet. I mean, I was aware that I had this this thing, but honestly, I thought it was caused by Brad. I thought if Brad mm. got sober, I would be better. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's so funny. I almost can't even say that now today because I realize how backwards that is of, um, so when was I, the moment that you realized that that wasn't true? <laughs> you know, it was really honestly towards the end of his addiction when he was, you know, bottom of the barrel, like I have to say, and, you know, he was living on the streets. And I just remember one day he um, was living in his car at the time. And I had left my parents house and I was driving down the street and I looked down one of the side streets and I saw him. I saw his car and I saw him sitting on the curb and he was so dirty and so thin. And, um, I pulled in and he said, my car broke down and I said, listen, I'll take you back to my apartment with me. You can take a shower and then you have to leave. And I remember that day so, so vividly because I was so calm. I finally realized I cannot at this time, my daughter was born. So I had this baby and I started to realize I cannot constantly carry around this anxious energy and be the best mom I can for her. So I calmly, I took him and he showered and I made him leave my apartment on foot. And I remember as he was walking away and he had to put his dirty clothes back on. And I just was like, I no longer can allow his addiction, what he's going through to affect me and my child. Um, and that was when. I decided I'm going to be okay with coming to terms with the fact that he won't make it, that he, I'll get the call that he passed away. 
And I really tried to work through that. And I tried to work through like, if that is the story and because of a God above a God that I believe in, he isn't six feet under today. He's sober. Yeah. Yeah, That's fantastic. Wow. Uh, That's, that's a, that's a, you know, it's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible moment. And you said, you said something in your, (laughs) in your, in your, in our email, in our email changer, you said, well, my story, my story is not that, not that, you know, interesting or yeah. whatever as, yeah. as, as Brad's is, you know, but, but there's, I think that's a disservice though, because your, yours, is, yours is such a, yours is such a thing that, that so many people can identify with, right? Like, like yeah. Brad's story is inspiring. Don't, don't get me wrong, but not many people can identify with, with going that, going that far, you know, being that mm-hmm. far gone. Almost, I can't think of very many people that can't identify with, uh, well, I was anxious or I've lost, like I lost a major part of my identity and didn't know what to do. Like there are so many pieces to your story that I feel like resonate with, with so many people. So like, yeah. thank you very yeah. much for, for sharing that. Like that's, that's incredibly powerful. Um, we, I want to make sure that we have time to, to get to the breath work, uh, yeah. cause we're going to do, we're going to do a breath work, a uh, five minute breath work exercise yeah. here at the, at the end of the episode, but I want to give you a chance to, to, um, tell our listeners, you know, what, what is it, um, as a breathwork facilitator, what, what are the benefits of breathwork? And I know this is a big question, so I'll let you, yeah. I'll, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you talk. Um, but what are like the benefits of breathwork and how does, how do people, how do people start, you know, cause it, cause it, it can seem intimidating for, for some people. It can seem woo woo for some people depend like, you know, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people bring a lot of baggage to it. I think, right. When mm-hmm. you say, when you say breath work, so why should people give it a chance? What are the benefits? Like, obviously, you know, you've, you've talked a little bit about how it helped you, but how can it help others? Yeah, totally. So totally. It can sound woo woo. So many people are like, like I was the first time breath work, you know, came about to me and, um, breath work is, is a way to drop out of the mind and into the body. So really simplifying it down is getting back into your body, into your heart's wisdom. And that's what I'm talking about. That first time I, I breathed and I felt my heart's wisdom. I didn't realize that it's so has, it holds so much more love, so much more wisdom than our heads ever do. And so we are in a society where we have constant stress, right? You think about it. We have kids, we have iPhones, we have traffic. Um, you know, we have computers, we have high stress jobs. We just live in a really high stress. So a lot of people walk around so stressed out. They're literally holding their breath. Like they're not taking deep breaths. And it's when we become, there's, there's really two parts to breath. There's breath awareness and there's conscious breathing. So when we're just aware of our breath, I dare anyone out there, anyone listening right now, as soon as I bring up, stop right here. How are you breathing? People, most likely nine out of 10 people that I just, just, that just stopped are shallow breathing Mm. there. But because I said, become aware of your breath, guess what they've done? They've started deep. They're now deepening their breath because you become aware of it. So breath awareness is so important. And it's like, it's second nature to me now, because I've, I've been doing it for so long but that's really where we need to get most of the world is being totally aware of where are they breathing? Because literally your breath has the capability to change your energetic state, the energy that is in and around your body. Always there's an ever present energy. And that's not just 
me saying it, that is science. There is energy. Yeah, you can you can see it brain brainwave patterns change too. Like when you get into yes. different breath patterns, like yes. they've done they've done scans, and you can actually effectively change the 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 brainwave patterns that you're in yes. through through breath work as well, meditation, meditative mm-hmm. practices like breath work. Yeah. And so just becoming aware of your breath, right? And then the conscious breathing is actually bringing a conscious like quality and depth and pace to it, which is what guiding breath work essentially is, is bringing conscious breathing to the body where you start to manipulate it, but then the body kind of takes over in this new way of breathing, this new pattern, getting a depth to it, getting a speed to it. And that is where, when you breathe for, you know, an extended amount of time and extended is like eight minutes or more, you can really kind of go into like a trance state where you are accessing a little bit of your unconscious, um, mind, um, you know, so being able to heal from trauma, being able to relax your nervous system, all of these things with a breathwork practice to me is so much better than having to drink or having to go out and be promiscuous or the, the, the choices that I made to, to access that stuff or to access a state of peace. If I had known about breath work, if I had known about meditation, if I had known about gratitude at that time, I would have absolutely feel like my life would have taken a little bit different, you know, turn and maybe not caused so much recklessness in my past Um, things things that you needed to heal from maybe maybe avoid some of those things yeah so but it brought you here in a place where you can you can teach other people who are going through those things hopefully before they go through those things yeah and so breath work really is a way to drop into your body it's a way to be so ever present too i i tell people a lot of times i always say the world around me hasn't changed my inner world has changed And that's due to being so consciously aware of the way that I'm breathing, that I'm, I, I, my goal every single morning and what I pray to the God of my understanding is allow me to be ever present today and living in a state of pure presence. It does change your inner world. Mm. Sometimes nothing around you is changing, but the way that you are perceiving it, the way that you're viewing it does. And let me tell you the quickest way in my opinion, and some other people's opinions to come back to the present moment is your breath. Your breath is going to land you right back into the present moment. All right. I got one more question and then we're going to experience it. We're going to go through it. So I have one more question and it's, um, it's around, it's around types of breath work or types of breathing patterns. So do you, do you, is there, is there like one fundamental pattern that, that you, that you start with and then progress people to other patterns or is there just one major tech? Like, I I don't know enough about breath work to really even formulate this into an intelligent question, but (laughs) tell me, tell me a little bit more about the types of breath work. And, and, you know, I'm assuming there's, because obviously there's a lot of training that went into it. So, so I'm curious, you know, how do you apply it? Yeah. So I I love that question. So many people have that question because there is a lot of different types of breath work. Like there's, you know, the Wim Hof style really, um, that he, you know, he trains the body to, to resist really cold temperatures with the breath, or I mean, I mean, lean into really cold temperatures by using the breath. There's holotropic, there's rebirthing breath work. The breath work that I was certified and trained in is transformational and healing. Okay. So really being able to shift those energetic states, being able to heal past trauma. Um, and so there are breath patterns that I learned now, there's really no correlation between somebody comes to me and says, I have anxiety and depression. So I go, cool. We'll breathe in this pattern. It takes way more of learning 
that person's trauma? What are their triggers? What, what have they been through? Right. So that I know there, there's a, a, a pattern called the triactive and it's a little more activating. Okay. And it's the first one that I ever did when I did it in San Diego and it's breathing in through the belly, in through the chest, out through the mouth. So it sounds like, <sighs> okay. So it's a little bit intense. Mm. And when you do that for like 45 minutes, right. What happens is about five to seven minutes in, you realize your body takes over <sighs> and it will do the breath for you. It will really, if you really allow your body yourself to drop into your body, it's a little bit more of an activating one. I will tell you that it has, you know, that one, a lot of times has people really feeling emotions. It has people really like, I, I always tell people it's like taking a four-wheeler or a razor and ripping it through some dust and it bursts up, but then it settles. As you look mm. back, it starts to settle. That's a great so visualization. Like we, we get this like chaos almost to where we find this stillness. We find where we can access some of our unconscious mind. We can access some of the, the I, people always tell me it feels like a reel, like there's a reel going on in my head. And then coming out of a breathwork session, being able to ground you back into your body, ground you back into the present moment, ground you back into your physical body, your skin, and people come out of it totally calm. So it's like this, this kind of curve of chaos, like, but then there's some that are really, really transformational in the way of relaxation. So just very deeply and intentionally breathing in through the nose, followed right out through the mouth. Okay. So like, now a lot of people think, okay, how silly that's just like intentional breathing. It is, but tell me the last time you breathed like that an extended amount of time. Yeah. You've probably taken some deep breaths but you've never breathed like that an extended amount of time. And then, you know, there's also, I use some when I'm at the gym to get myself hyped up for a lift. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like when I used to PR and stuff, I'm not, I haven't <laughs> done that in a while, but like, or people like runners who are getting ready to run, right. Doing yeah. what's called the blow breath, which is just all done through the mouth, <laughs> really short inhales, but you're really getting that exhale. It's going to totally energize your system. Yeah. Right. So there is different like qualities to it, but it's not like, oh, because you had that trauma, let's breathe like this. It's just finding out more. But what I am going to tell you, because you asked, where do people start? That's the question I get all the time, all the time. The, what you want to do is you want to start at like two minutes, just like meditation. People always say, start really, you know, start at two minutes with breath work, sit down, sit back wherever you are and just start to pay attention. Breath awareness. Where's your breath? Where's your current breathing pattern? How are you breathing? Start to bring conscious breathing to that by turning the dial up. So the volume by going in through the nose, let it drop out through the mouth. Okay. So starting to have a pattern, a quality, a depth to it, turn on a song, go for two minutes at the end shake any parts of your body that feel like it needs to like release some energy, come back into the present moment the next morning or a week later, do three minutes, do four minutes until you're breathing for an extended amount of time. Awesome. All right. Well, we said start with two minutes, but we're going to do a five minute exercise. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so we are. We are. We're going to do a five minute guided exercise. So Michelle has graciously agreed to, to do a guided breath exercise here. So what type of breathing um, are we, are we going to do? And I'll let you frame it up and we can, we can get started. Okay. So thinking about the time that you and I are actually 
recording this podcast, I was like, I'm going to do something that's going to benefit you and I, right? For a little relaxation. But who can't use a little relaxation at any time in their day, right? So anyone out there listening, as long as you are not driving, um, feel free to stop and do this exercise. But what we will do is we're going to breathe and we're going to bring the first inhale through the nose, but, but I want you to focus on your belly doing that breath. So, and then the next one in through the chest and then out through the mouth. So in through the nose twice out through the mouth, but I want you to picture your belly doing the first breath, your chest doing the second one and the exhale completely and empty it out through the mouth. So it, <sighs> yep. But okay. just very slow for relaxation because we don't want to activate something right now. At least that's just not the point of this breath one. It's just for full relaxation. So pulling that first breath in through the belly slowly, up into the chest, out through the mouth. And that's how we will breathe, but beginning by just filling into your space. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. So I've got the music queued up. I'm going to press play. We've got a five minute song here. Um, I'll, I'll turn the, I'll, I'll, I'll fade the level in. So just give me a, give me a little signal on the video here when, when it's at the level that you, that you like, and, and I will put myself on mute and, and you can lead us through this. I'm really looking Amazing. forward to it. Perfect. So dropping in into this moment, into this space, just becoming aware, aware of the ground beneath you, whether it's a chair, maybe it's the bed, maybe it's the floor, just becoming aware of the support that is underneath you, the space that your body is currently in, and just bringing that breath awareness, just bringing awareness to where the breath is now. Don't try to change it. Just becoming aware of how your body is breathing. Dropping the shoulders away from the ears, placing your hands softly in your lap. And just beginning to turn that dial very slowly and gently, bringing the breath in through the nose, and letting it drop out the mouth. Beautiful. Just beginning to bring intention to the breath, feeling the way that the air enters the nostrils. How does it feel? And then letting it go through the mouth. Just really landing here in the present moment, giving yourself this time to breathe. <sighs> Transitioning over when it feels right for you into the three-part breath, breathing in through the belly, through the chest, out through the mouth. Breathing in through the nose, in through the nose, out through the mouth, bringing that breath through the belly, through the chest, and out through the mouth. <sighs> Beautiful. 
staying with this breath, going at a depth and a speed that feels good to your body, breathing in through the nose, soaking it in through the belly, bringing it up into the chest and letting it go through the mouth. Seeing if you can slow that inhalation down by bringing so much intention, so much awareness, so much conscious effort to that breath as you bring in the energy that you want to breathe. Is it love? Is it light? Compassion. Where do you need to give yourself more grace? Bring that in on the inhalation, bringing that breath in through the nose. And then letting go what is not serving you. That's it. Continue to breathe, letting your body do the work. You are so safe to feel. You are so safe to breathe. You are so supported, letting your body feel, connecting back to your body with the breath, breathing life force energy as you breathe in through the belly, in through the chest, exhaling through the mouth. Continuing to just be present with the breath, feeling in to all of the energy that is available to you by just your breath. Beautiful. That's it. Feeling the aliveness within your body feeling into that space, that heart space, that there's so much wisdom, so much love. Taking three final deep, full breaths, breathing in through the belly, in through the chest, and out through the mouth, releasing what no longer serves you. Breathing in, breathing in, exhaling through the mouth. And one last time, Soaking it in through the belly, in through the chest. And on that exhale, allow it to be an audible exhale. <sighs> As you fully allow that breath to go, coming back into your natural way of breathing, dropping the pattern, and just feeling in to your body into this current moment. What is available for you now? What is here for you? Just rolling out the wrists and the ankles and just allowing yourself to be in your body because your body is enough.
And that, my friends, is the best way to tune into your breath. Thank you very much. You are welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Shake it out. Yeah. <laughs> So that was, that was a, a new, I've done some breath work before, but that was, that was a new experience trying to do breath work, work the levels on the board, yes. <laughs> pay, pay attention to the time. But uh, that was, that was really, that was really great. Thank you very much. I really, You're I really, so I really enjoyed that. Good. All right. So I want to be respectful of your time. We've just got a few minutes left. So if people want to learn more about, about breath work, or if they want to follow you, they want to connect with you, obviously they already know about the key nutrition podcast, but how do they follow you? for for breath work how do they get in contact with you if they want to learn more they want to work with you how do people get at you yeah so i am most active on instagram which is the breath within you is my handle and on there is where i talk about most of my upcoming things so once a month every single month i offer what's called my community circle that is a free breath work session show up it is a community of amazing people that typically show up um usually about 20 of us and I guide a really deep meditative session, which is about 35 minutes of active breathing. Um, real good, juicy session, awesome playlist. Um, just a really, really cool experience to breathe with people all over, but yet watch this connection that happens, this energetic connection. So I offer that once a month. And like I said, I talk about that mostly on my Instagram and, um, also be looking out for in May, June, I am hoping to launch um, an experience that is um, a course that has breath work put into it for those who um, they love an addict. So if they have an addict in their life and of, you know, shopping, food, sex, drugs, whatever it is, um, I'm hope I'm creating a beautiful course of all that I wish I had known going through what I have. So hopefully that'll launch May or June. Um, but for now, I also do one-on-one sessions. If you want something a little crafted more to you, to what you're going through, what your past experiences are. Um, I do one-on-one sessions as well. And those are in my Instagram bio. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming mm. on. I really, I really appreciate the time. And this was, yeah. this was a really enjoyable conversation. Thank you so much. I, I can tell that breath work, uh, is is your thing like it, i can tell it i can tell it lights you up so yes, yes i'm, I'm glad you. i'm glad you found your thing and um yeah. the world is better for it so yes. thank you for coming and sharing that with uh with me and with my listeners so i, I mm. really i really appreciate it yes thank you for having me i appreciate you have a great night bye-bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Please be sure to leave a rating and review of the Platform Podcast in your app of choice. Support our work by supporting our affiliates. And of course, if you have questions or you want help reaching your goals, reach out to me. Till next time. Thanks for listening.